love him. Let's praise and love him. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I bless your name. I bless your great and mighty and holy name, Lord. Everybody said praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is a great God. I feel his wonderful spirit here tonight. If you have a Bible, turning once again today to the book of Job. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Job's writings, chapter 14. I'm going to begin with verse 7. Job chapter 14, verse 7. For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease, though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground. Yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like plant. Everybody said praise the Lord. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. From the book of Revelation, chapter 22 and verse 1, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Everybody said hallelujah. The uh, writer, the inspiration that's here in Job, it gives you a pretty bleak picture. We've got something that's cut down, and we've got something that is... Uh, the root is waxed old in the earth, and the stock thereof, it, it dies in the ground. Yet he brings out a point here. He says that there's hope concerning this situation because he says, through the scent of water, it will bud, even though it's in these terrible conditions. You know, people have a tendency to underestimate the Almighty. Uh, one place in the Scripture said that the people limited the Holy One. They limited God, okay? They, they put a cap. They put a limit. And, uh, but, you know, the church knows that with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. There's not anything that's impossible with God. He makes the impossible possible. Isn't that wonderful that he does that? And you know, when he does that, it's so exciting. When you are a witness to somebody that's got cancer and they are healed and the doctors remark what a miracle it is and they, the cancer is gone, they can't find it after they have x-rays of it. And uh, when people have been declared to be either, either legally dead or 
legally blind or some other thing that is in their eyes in the medical field a for sure thing. And yet, God, He's always going to have the last word. And God speaks the word and the blind see and the, the dead are raised up again. Many of these things we have experienced and we rejoice at our God that you can go into a situation that is it, it, to all natural ways of thinking, it's over. The, the tree is cut down and the, the root is waxed old and it's dead. But the Bible said that there is a river. It said the streams thereof make glad the city of God. Ezekiel, he said in his book that there was a river that was coming right out of the house of God. And he said that the streams thereof, as they went out, that wherever they went, they gave life. We read in Revelation about a river that's clear as crystal. It's a pure river. There's no contaminants in it. Uh, you could drink this, this water. You wouldn't have to worry about that. And that it would, when it flowed, it was coming, the source, it was coming out of God's throne. And out of that throne, friend, it began to flow. And where it went, the Bible said, it was a river of life. It wasn't a river of death. You know, the people of God in the Old Testament, in one place they were talking about dying and death. And the Lord said, why will you die? Why will you do things that bring death to you? What is your obsession with this death wish? That you, some people don't consciously do that, where others do, of course. But some people don't consciously, they're not really thinking about dying, but they're doing things that are absolutely guaranteeing them that they're going to die and die soon. And the Lord said, why will you die? God is interested in you living. Why don't you get in the river? Woo! Why don't you sniff the air through the scent instead of water? You didn't even have to get a drop on it. You just had to smell it. You just had to, you know, uh, animals are real good about that. Uh, different uh, camels and horses and different animals there. They can, they, the, the cattle, you can be on a, a long cattle drive and it's dry. And, it, and everybody's thirsty and they're wearing bandanas over their face to keep the dust out. But you know what happens? All the, and, and, the, and the cattle are just dragging. Hardly moving. And the cowboy's about moving. He's about barely moving to the point he's falling asleep in the saddle. But something suddenly changes. And the cattle pick up speed. The horses pick up speed. And that's a signal to the drifting, sleeping, slumbering cowboy. I was, had one of our young men the other morning after man up prayer. I think he had man down prayer. And when we got out the front door, I looked at him and I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm sleeping. Standing right there, standing, I'm sleeping. You know, that's how the situation is sometimes. But you know what? It said through the scent of water. That's what happens to cattle. They can smell that water a long way off, and it gives them an incentive. It incentivizes them, and they start saying, tired or no tired, I'm getting to that water. I need me a drink. I need a refreshing. And that's what 
church can be like for you. That's what the work of God, the power of God, the glory of God, through the very scent of it. You don't need a great big thing. You just need to get a little hint. You just need to get a little hint that God of a truth, as one person said, is in this place. And I knew it now. Well, wake up. Now start smelling the air. Start lifting your hands. Start feeling after God because he doesn't want you to die. He wants you to live. He wants you to get a whip of Holy Ghost water. That's coming from his throne. He wants to give you life. And the book said he wants to give it to you more abundantly. He wants to give you things that you, you dared to hope for. Maybe barely dared to hope for. Maybe you thought it was just too high to reach. And why, why try to plan for that and hope for that? Only to be disappointed. But you see, that's a lot of negative thinking. And if you're just in the world, I don't blame you. But when you come to God and His church, there's no need for you to be down. There's no need for you to be dragging around. You know, the Jewish have a word for that, schlepping. You're just schlepping around, barely get one foot in front of the other. You know, But you, uh, uh, I can tell you back in the day, the best wind sprint was the last wind sprint because you knew after that one you get to go home. You get to go take a shower and go home. But after all those hours of practicing, hot and sweaty and tired, in the very end, everything, you, you know, you don't want to do nothing, but you got to run 100 yards up, 100 yards back, 100 yards up, 100 yards back. And, you know, you're just barely making it, man. But when it was the last one, and you're smelling the, the locker room, and you're going to get to change, and you're going to get to go home and get something to eat, and get to get a good night's sleep, that last one, you ran it fast. Because you wanted to get it over with and get out of there, you know. And I'm saying to you, you need to realize that there's an incentive here. There's a lot of good reason. Hear what Jesus said. Here comes a man. He was down. He was schlepping. He'd been through arguments. He's been through all kinds of uh, words. And he just, come on, I'm, I'm tired of all of this. And I, I've got to find out something here for myself. And he comes to Jesus Christ. He even came at night. It was a long day. And he came by night. And he tells him, Jesus, we know you're a teacher. Come from God. We know it. The signs are here. The confirmations are here. There's, there's things that we're seeing. You know, when you come to the real church, the body of Christ, not to a circus, not to where people are, are playing games and doing their thing, but there are, there's a sincerity, and there's, there's a, a confirmation of God's Word when it's preached, and, and there's powerful lives, uh, testimony and lives that have been changed for the good. People that were dead in sin and now they are alive in Christ and their lives are hid in God and they're so happy and they're so excited and here you you come in the midst of that and it it's like the scent of water you begin to realize you know and you almost wondering how, how do I do this how do I do this you know we're not teaching you some new worldly dance here but there's a rejoicing there there we're not worried about if we, if our moves are smooth and cool do you hear me we're, we're, our dances come from heaven. They, they come from another realm. You know, we're not worried about a two-step or a four-step or a moon-step or anything else. We're just worried about, about praising Jesus. And, and we let him have his way. And you know what? That's how, that's how you're going to get the Holy Ghost. When you quit worrying about what it's going to look like and what it's going to sound like and how I'm going to appear to everybody else. That's not what Jesus said. He said you must 
be born again. And this worn out fellow said, and how do I do that? Don't tell me to go back to mama. She's going to slap me right upside my head. Don't tell me that. And Jesus said, you must be born again of water and of the Spirit, or you cannot see or enter into the kingdom of God. And Jesus went on to tell him, he said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Don't think naturally. Don't, don't try to equate it to natural things. He said, because that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Now, you got born naturally. That's how come you're here. But he said, I'm talking to you about a spiritual birth. I'm talking to you about a new birth. I'm talking about if your life feels like that you've been cut down and, and that things are old and withered and died up and dried up inside of you. He's saying, Smell with me. Take a whiff of the air. And look, because there's a river. And it's coming straight from the throne of God. And it's bringing with it a beautiful aroma of water. Clean, crystal clear water. And you can know life. And you can know it more abundantly. It's been said that when God brought the people through Moses, by Moses, out of Egypt, out of the world, out of sin and darkness and hard places and, and drudgery and slavery and everything else. And when he led them forth by the power and the presence of the Lord, that they had come to a place after they went through the Red Sea, and they came to a place where they were thirsty. And Moses smote the rock. And in his frustration, because you know what? Sometimes... Sometimes a man of God gets a little frustrated when you're not believing. He's wanting you to believe. I, I have known of God to get very angry with people who wouldn't trust him, who wouldn't believe him. He wanted them to step out by faith. He wanted them to believe him. He wanted them to walk by faith, not by something they could see or even feel. He wanted them to walk by faith. And that's what your Bible says about the just shall live by faith. And that we walk by faith and not by sight. And sometimes there's a feeling of frustration because people are inhibited. People are afraid to do anything. Uh, I knew one young lady that, that she had a fairly good singing voice. And the singing coach said, I, I believe you if I could just get her to sing. I can't, I can't get her to, to sing. But she, she's so inhibited. She's so scared. She just private lesson. She just won't open up her mouth and sing so I can hear her and teach her. And, and there is a frustration there. You know, you can try to do it your way and you'll, you'll just hit the wall. You will not get the Holy Ghost trying to do it your way. And, and if you feel that you don't need the Holy Ghost, then I'm telling you, then you better plan on going to hell then. And I don't know how you would plan for that because there's, there's no way to plan for that kind of horror and misery and, and torment that's going to be in that place, okay? But you can plan to go to heaven. You can plan to do that. And it starts with you getting in sync with God's plan. It's starting with you believing what His Word said. He went on to say that the wind, now we've got, we've got water, 
Now he brings in the wind. He said, the wind blows where it listeth. That means the wind blows where it finds the least amount of resistance. You know, the wind's going to flow. I, I was in a place uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was probably 37 degrees. And that's about 40 or 50 degrees less than I like it to be. I like 67, 77, and 87 degrees. I like right in there. I like my warm South Florida weather. And uh, I stepped out of one door, and I had to cross a courtyard to go into the other door. And that courtyard was probably as wide as this, as this building is. And uh, while crossing that courtyard, it was like a wind tunnel because the wind was coming in the back of that courtyard and blowing whistling right through to the front. And I'm caught in the middle. And, brother, it was cold, you know, that wind chill factor. And I, I was cold. But I, there was nothing between me and the front, back of the building and the front of the building. It was just a tunnel, nothing there. So there was nothing to break the wind. There was no, nothing, no wall, nothing to break the wind. And I'm saying to you that the wind, Jesus said, the wind blows where it finds no resistance or the least amount of resistance. And I remember when I got in that Holy Ghost wind tunnel. I remember the first time I came and I knelt down at the altar and I began to call on God. And I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know nothing. I was just a lost guy. And, uh, had, had the wrong religious background, didn't know the Bible, never had read the Bible, didn't know anything. And I remember I, I knelt down, and uh, I had a burden to pray, I thought, for some people that were, you know, making really wild, extreme statements about God. You know, Moses didn't see a, a burning bush. Uh, that wasn't a burning bush. That was a flying saucer. That's what they told me. That's how crazy they were. I don't know what they'd been smoking that day. But they said it was a flying saucer. And they made a lot of wild, extreme statements in, in an attempt to get me to quit going to church. They wanted me to stop. And they wanted me to live the lifestyle I'd been living, the, the filthy, nasty, terrible lifestyle I'd been living. They wanted me to keep being that way because that's the way they were. And um, they, didn't, they, they were really envious of the happiness that was coming into my life. And so I, uh, I, I went to the church house that night, and somebody opened the door and let me in. I went down to the altar, and there was nobody there. And I just begin to try to pray, begin to try to call on the name of the Lord. And, and, you know, it was like I was able to smell that, that water. It was like my life had been cut down and my root was waxed old and, and uh, everything was just dead and empty. And, uh, but in, in trying to pray and trying to just talk to the Lord, not fancy words, I didn't know any fancy words. And, uh, and that's not what God's looking for anyway. I just begin to call on him. And I just begin to ask him to help me. And uh, the Lord used those people that were so negative to get me to pray. <laughs> I hope it doesn't take a real bad negative experience, a, 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 a pancake, a flattening down for you to really tell the Lord that you want his spirit in your life, that you want to be born again. Uh, and you make those first steps of repentance. You make that next step of being baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, okay? And then when you come up out of that water, from that moment on, you are a candidate to get the gift of the Holy Ghost if you will get your heart in that wind tunnel and you won't resist. I want the Holy Ghost, but I really like my cigarettes. That becomes a resistance. You understand? I, I, I really want the Holy Ghost. But, man, I can't give up the clubs. And 
all that goes on in those clubs and all that goes on after you leave those clubs. Uh, these things that people hold dear, people hold on to. I mean, friend, it, it could be something that seems small and it could be something that's very big. Only you know, because and God, because of your heart, what's holding you back, you know. I, I like what I'm doing. I like the way I'm the one, one, young, one man told me about an individual that we were trying to witness to. And this individual, she was actually a server in a restaurant here in town. And she would not do our table. I'd bring in six, eight, ten of the church family guys, and, and, and we'd have uh, lunch. And, um, and she would never wait on our table. If, if, there was, if there was one other table on the floor, she'd go to that table. She wouldn't come to our table. It didn't matter if I had two or four or six or 10 or 12 or 14 guys. Wouldn't come to our table. Now, 14 guys, you're going to get a pretty good tip, you know, but wouldn't come to our table. And um, that went on for quite a long time. And uh, I wondered why, why she was resisting us so much. And I decided there was just too much Holy Ghost at that table. There was just too much Holy Ghost. And that she shot away from it. She didn't want to be anywhere near it. And just the other day, Last week, one day last week, I off the, off the schedule, I wasn't planning on going, but Pastor Hopper called me, and he had a free time, so we ran down there, and I, I bought him a little lunch, and we were sitting there, and who comes over? Well, that server. And I said, whoa! I said, to what do we owe the honor? I said, you've never come to our, our table before. So she gave us a big old smile, and she was very friendly, and I was very, very, very surprised. And you know, through the scent of water, there's hope. There's hope. And I kind of felt like there was some water flowing in the Holy Ghost, and that something was getting a hold of this young lady. And uh, one of the other servers, she comes to church sometimes, and uh, uh, one of the cooks comes to church and uh, when her schedule permits. And, and so I'm just hoping that there's a lot of uh, Holy Ghost that's building up inside that restaurant. And maybe we'll be able to lasso this young lady and, and get her to come to church and get the Holy Ghost. But I want you to understand that you've got to get rid of the resistance. And somebody said about this particular young lady, she likes what she's doing too much to come to church and to, and to want to make a commitment to live for God. You've got to get in that wind tunnel. You've got to get where there's no resistance, there's no walls, there's no defenses that you've got up. It's got to become, Lord, I want your salvation. I don't care about anything. I'll throw anything overboard. Doesn't matter what it is. And get it out of my life. I just want the Holy Ghost. I want the power of God in my life. I want a new life. I need this, God. And I don't want to wait until I get a smackdown and a beatdown. I don't want to wait till something terrible uh, comes in my life. I don't want to wait till I'm, I'm so messed up that I can't, I can't even think straight. I, want, I have an opportunity now. Help me. To take advantage of that. And everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. And you know, that guy that came to Jesus, Jesus told him, the wind blows where it finds the least amount of resistance. And he said, that's how it is for everyone that gets the Holy Ghost. You know, that's, it's for people who quit resisting, quit fighting, quit holding on to things. I would get the Holy Ghost, but I would live for God, but you know, I would, but well, my old pastor said, get your butt out of the way. Only that was just one T. 
So that means get your excuse out of the way. We don't use the double T word, okay? We don't do that. All right. So we have nicer words for that, softer words, more polite words. But uh, you've got to get that excuse out of the way. You've got to decide and make up and pray and ask God, help me. Help me to want the Holy Ghost more than anything else, God. Help me to step out by faith. Help me to make up my mind that it doesn't matter what I'm going to look like. Because, you know, i got news for you. Everybody in the church is not going to be standing around staring at you. Nobody's going to be doing that. Everybody's going to have their hands up. Everybody's going to be praising. And you get the Holy Ghost, everybody's going to go nuts. So they're really not going to be looking at you. Okay? They're going to be shouting, and they're going to be dancing, and they're going to be rejoicing, and they're going to be so happy because we want you to get the Holy Ghost. We want you to get the power of God in your life. We want you to get what we got. We want you to be happy like we're happy. We want you to feel liberty and freedom like we feel liberty and freedom. Amen. And we often tell, we often tell the story, and Brother Weekly, I believe, is a witness to it because he's, he's uh, been around for a little while. And there was a woman that, uh, that said she wasn't going to get the Holy Ghost the way everybody else got the Holy Ghost because she was feeling a little sophisticated. And uh, so she felt she'd seen some people get the Holy Ghost. And, you know, some people make like helicopters and they spin around like a top. And some people uh, run around the church. And, uh, just different. Some people jump up and down. And, but one thing that they all have in common is God speaks through every one of them. And he sends his spirit into your believing heart, and he speaks through you. And all you have to do is, that's one of the things, that people uh, build up a wall of resistance, and, and they, they, I've seen them just, and they just won't open their mouth. And if they just open their mouth, melodious tongue, tongue and language would come forth. Uh, it, it's beautiful. And, uh, and, but, but they're so scared. I'm not sure what it's going to sound like. Nobody asked you to listen. Let God listen. Okay? God's, God's in charge. It's what, it's what makes God happy. Okay? And ultimately what makes God happy is going to make you happy. And that's where you're going to trust Him. He's going to send forth His Spirit into your heart, crying, speaking, Abba, Father. Amen. My, my father left when I was three years old. But man, am I, I got the Holy Ghost, friend. And I've had my father ever since. And you can have your heavenly father. And that's who you need more than anything. You can do without an earthly father. But you need your heavenly father. You hear me? You need, And you can do without an earthly mother. You need the church is your mother. You need that. You need that, I'm telling you. And you need your brothers and your sisters in the Holy Ghost. People that are, what did it say, a brother is born for adversity. That means that there's going to be people in the church that are going to stand by you in your hard times. And after you get the Holy Ghost, you're going to have some hard times because the devil is going to come right around through all your ex-friends and all your ex-family, and they're going to try every way they can to keep you from coming to church and from getting this experience and having it change your life because, see, now you're going to have, whoop, the light is going to be turned on. And, and you're going to be a shining, bright light. And you're not going to be clubbing anymore. And you're not going to be doing all them other things that go along with that anymore. And that's going to make them feel very convicted. And they're not going to like that feeling. And either they're going to come and get what you got, or they're going to ignore you and fight you, one or the other, let me tell you. But you've got to, no matter what, you've got to get in that wind tunnel. And what do you think a leaf would do in that wind tunnel? 
Man, that thing would be blown all over the place. That leaf, a little leaf off of a tree doesn't offer any resistance. It just, the wind takes it and it goes wherever it takes it. And that's how you got to be. That's how you've got to be. You've got to make up your mind. No resistance here, God. I am yours and I want you to be mine. Amen. Amen. Well, Miss High Society, she got the Holy Ghost, friend. Only God, God slipped up on her and surprised her on Main Street instead of at the church house. And everybody got a good view of that. Amen. You want to glorify God. And you want to you want to let God be happy and pleased. You want the angels to be rejoicing over what you get from God. And you're going to have such happiness, such joy, and such happiness when you get the Holy Ghost. Hear me when I tell you that. And there's all kinds of people in had Tom tell you tonight. There's all kinds of people in here who will tell you that and have gotten this great gift of God's salvation and are preparing to go to heaven. No matter how bad the economy gets, no matter how many wars and rumors of wars, no matter how the heavens and the powers of the heavens are going to be shaken. Uh, somebody told me today at church at the Rock that they just got back from an island, and they said while they were there, there was an earthquake. And I said, were you scared? And they said, no. And I said, that's because you got the Holy Ghost. And they just smiled real big, you know. Oh, there's a difference, friend, because you don't have to worry about going. <laughs> you don't have to worry because you're going up. You're going to be with Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. Amen. I got Bible for that. Oh, yes. Come on now. Amen and amen and amen. God is so great and so mighty. Let's take a moment, shall we? And if you need the Holy Ghost tonight, why don't you come to the front? We'll come in right behind you, and we're going to pray that God will give you the baptism of the Holy Ghost and come in a non-resistant way. Lord, I just want your spirit, and I know that you are love. I want to experience the love of God that gets shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's worship Him here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can bring somebody that you know needs the Holy Ghost. Feel free to do so. We'll pray for them. We love you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. All right. Oh, yes. As they come, you come in behind them. Let them know that you love them. We're here to pray for them. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Come in close. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Nobody here to hurt you. We're here to pray. We're here to love you and help you to love God. Oh, yeah.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, God, fill with the Holy Ghost. God, let your spirit I praise your Holy Ghost. Praise your Holy Ghost. Praise your Holy Ghost. Yeah. I praise you. Come on. We're praying. Yes, I love you. I praise you. I worship you. I love you, Lord. Yeah.